So don't be a Pollyanna. If you're gonna plan for a future, plan, plan for, for a better one. one. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, Fear the Walking Dead Review. Episode, where the fuck are we? 87. Can you believe that shit? 87 episodes. Uh, this episode is Fear the Walking Dead, episode 303, uh, which is, it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, so this one uh, debuted uh, almost two months ago. I, I'm nothing if not efficient, so I went ahead and I waited several weeks because if you didn't notice in the last episode, episode 86 of this show, I was a, a bit uh, done, done with the show, I guess is a good way to put it. I was like, oh, okay, they just, they're, they're out of ideas. Uh, every single scene is awkward. I want to uh, let you know this does continue, the awkwardness in this episode, uh, but this episode does have a bit of a shift in it in which that you... I kind of felt like, oh, the, they're going somewhere with it. Okay, let's see what happens from here. So this episode was a bit of a, a turn as far as quality goes, uh, although it did have some of the dragging moments in the beginning, but we'll get into it. Um, I'm Phoenix West, by the way. I'm sure you fucking know that. Who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, so I, I did the opening there uh, with the the beginning of this episode, which is this like VHS uh, I guess training video. I don't know what you would even consider that. It's 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 a it's an advertisement. He's selling this shit, but it's it's done in such a way that uh, in a style that I love. And if you go on our YouTube page here and look at uh, which is youtubecom slash Wonderland, loitering in Wonderland, um, you can look at Americant Six customer service. And I did it in that same style of the the '80s VHS uh, instructional video craze. We did it in a in LAW, like a VHS re- chain, like Blockbuster, and we did it a training video for our, our, our new employees, because we get all those those all the time. It was just fun to do. It was a way more fun to edit and tinker with. That was my tinker episode. I had so much fun. It's my favorite episode, because I put so much work into that episode. I made it look like a VHS. I don't know how good of a job I did. I think it looks fine. The best parts are the sound effects for me. It's it's all the VHS hums and buzzes and, and the ejection tapes for the VCR. And it's all the, the corporate music that they always have in that where it gets draining. It gets so exhausting hearing that same music for 10 minutes. It's it's it, the, the video I made, for me personally, is my favorite. Um, I, I almost think it's flawless, really. That's how much work I put into that one. Um, anyway... I'm done uh, stroking my own ego here, as well as other things. So let's go ahead and, and review this episode. So the Sons of Anarchy guy that you heard there in the beginning is Jeremiah Otto. Jeremiah Otto, I guess is his name. I've been calling him Sons of Anarchy. In my notes, he's just SOA. Um, I don't I don't care about his name. So if I ever mention SOA or Jeremiah Otto, now you know who I'm talking about. He's doing this training video, and his kid comes up with a with a plane. This little, those little wooden planes that have the wooden wing that goes through the to the main. Or I guess where the cabin would be for the people. So it's just kind of scissoring them in half. Uh, if you were to put the wing through there like that, um, he the kid comes up and he hands it to him, and he just goes, 
and kind of adjust the wing. You've had those 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 little wooden ones that you just the wing gets a little crooked, so you just adjust it. But this kid is apparently so goddamn useless and codependent, he has to have his eighty five year old grandpa fix it for him. And he's like, "There you go, <laughs> you little shit." And uh, he's basically saying he's stockpiling all this stuff to survive Teotwaki Twaki. Teotwaki, I'm just going to say Teotwaki. It's the end of the world. Um, and this is when I was like, oh, I love the intro for this because it went straight from that into the, the... The music that you heard at the beginning was actually over the Fear the Walking Dead credits, which is amazing. They're doing really good things to this, this, this show now as far as the music goes. And it's funny because I noticed this really starting to pick up right when the, uh, the guy from The Following got in the show. And The Following was a show with Kevin Bacon... He was a detective. He was getting hunted by this serial killer. And then it's only lasted three seasons, the show. It wasn't that great, but I couldn't stop watching it. I posted about it on Facebook before. Couldn't stop watching it. I didn't know why. Part of the reason was the music. The songs they chose were so perfect for the moment, the mood. They, they had Whoever chose their music was amazing at their job. As far as the rest of the show goes, eh, had some interesting characters, had some fun moments. I love the guy who's on this show from from that show, from The Following. I just call him The Following. I'm not really sure what his name is, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. His his real name is Daniel Sharman, it looks like. Is that Troy or is that Jake? No, that's, that's the other one. I'm sorry. I'm on IMDb here. Sam Underwood would be the one I'm referring to. And the first thing in his, his IMDb is The Following. So I call him The Following, which is why I didn't know his name when I looked it up just now on, on IMDb. So just go ahead and get used to that. Usually I'm really good with actors' names, but when they're from TV shows and I only know them from the, those, that one TV show, I don't learn their names until I really get to know them. So Sam Underwood, I'm probably going to get to know a little more. I'll probably start saying his real name. But here we are in this little uh, limbo here. Um, I also like to mention that I'm leaving the office door open today, so if you hear Pollux the studio dog or Margo the studio dog walking around, uh, just go ahead and fucking ignore that. You're an adult. Okay, so I'm just preparing because it is going to happen. They always do that. Um, so... <laughs> this fucking episode is a bunch of conversations. That's all this show is this season so far. We're three episodes in here, and it's just conversations between two characters about things I don't care about. So Madison is talking to uh, Jeremiah Otto, and she's going, you know, I want to make sure, I just want to make sure my son's, I want to make sure my son's safe, you know? I just want to make sure, you know, I want to make sure that he's uh, safe. And I'm like, why are you using a southern accent 12% of the time? Uh, they, they had this random throwaway line about her backstory last season where she's from Alabama, and they made fun of her accent. And I'm like, I didn't even notice the bitch had an accent before then. How the fuck did they just create an accent out of thin air? You can't just do that. You have to, oh my God, it drives me nuts. She, she commit, don't fucking dip your toes in the water. You get in the goddamn water or don't. Right now, she's like got up to, well, one foot up to her ankle in water, and then that, she's like, eh, "I'm from the south." Yep, yeah, I'm. I am completely 100 from the from the south. I'm from Alabama, so I had this southern accent. Oh my god, driving me fucking nuts. Uh, they they show this meeting with uh, Jeremiah Otto, the Sons of Anarchy guy, with all of his. Uh, I, I want to say Coven. <laughs> I don't know what to call him. It reminded me of because I just watched. Uh, the Wicker Man with Nick Cage for the, the episode of uh, Shitty Movie Showdown. So it reminded me of that, where it was like this weird cult thing going on, and he keeps saying, like, if you plan for a future, plan for a better one. I believe you heard that in the opening. And it was like this weird cult meeting. And then his son's there, Troy, not Sam Underwood, the other guy, uh, the first guy I mentioned, and he's just sitting there, and he has a little slight, like, a kind of a crescent-shaped uh, red mark below his eye. And I'm like, so his eyes just cool now? She she burrowed a fucking spoon in there, and it's just cool a couple days later? 
It's just fine, healed over well, no bandage, nothing, just a little bit of a red mark. Did she just hold it there like it was like it was a little hot, and then he she, he held it there? Uh, oh my god, just didn't make any sense to me. Have they been there for months? Have they been there for months at this point? They haven't explained anything as far as time frame, so I have to assume it's like very recently. They're still having the same fucking conversation, so it has to be recently, right? They're not just unless they're living this weird like Mobius strip of a, of a lifestyle where they just repeat the same shit over and fucking over, which is what it feels like for me as an audience member. I'm getting a little worked up here. I do apologize. Uh, no, you know what? I don't because this episode fixed it. So I figure I'm going to get calmer as this goes on. Uh, uh, Luciana, who I now know is Luciana. <laughs> it's not uh, the other fucking girl. Uh, whatever fucking name is. I don't care. She's handcuffed to a hospital bed uh, because they, she, they they think she might turn into a zombie. And I was like, that's probably a good idea. And... Uh, She's talking to Nick about leaving, and he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't think he wants to leave yet. He's, you know, he's debating what he's going to do. He's, he's kind of, that's just kind of wishy-washy. That's, that's how Nick is as a, as a character. Um, he's the most interesting character in the show now that Travis is gone. He, he was the most interesting before, but Travis was at least fun to watch. Uh, but I, I noticed when Luciana was talking to him, I realized what the actress does, and I, I feel bad saying this because it's not the character, it's the actress, and I rarely make fun of the actual uh, character, the actual actors behind these characters. I usually try to make fun of the writing because they can actually control that. But this actress constantly looks like she's taking the most concentrated shit of all time. And I don't mean the shit itself is concentrated. I'm saying she's very, very concentrated on something while taking a shit. Like she's doing some fucking hard arithmetic and while taking a, a, a large poo. She is just like squinty eyed and like looks painful, but looks like, oh, wait, wait, how does this make sense? How does this add up? How do I add the, no, no, because last time I, I added the one and then did I, did I carry that out? Oh, fuck. And then uh, plop, plop. And then, and, and the, the plops are the scenes of this, of this episode. And that's how you do an, a little bit of an allegory there. Anyway, so the, the Spoon Man guy is, is, Madison goes into her cab cabin, which looks like a fucking. It's so weird. It looks like a like heavyweights would be shot there. Like they're hiding candy bars in the bunk beds and shit. It just it felt like a weird summer cabin. Like I feel like uh, Jason Voorhees is gonna pop in at any moment. Very fucking weird. And it kind of does because uh, Spoon Man here, uh, the other brother, the one that got the spoon in the eye that I mentioned, uh, he, he just like pops up out of nowhere and scares scares Madison. He's just like laying in the bunk bed, and he's like sits up. And talks to her, and he's like, he's like, I see Chris, or not Chris, Chris is dead. Uh, Nick, I see Nick isn't around. Where's, where's Nick? Uh-huh, I'm going to get him. Basically, like, sideshow bobbing him. It's weird. It's so, it so fucking bizarre. Uh, and I was like, every scene is so goddamn awkward now. And then he goes to leave, and this is when I thought it was Nick's bed. Turns out it's Luciana's, I guess. I don't fucking know. But she, he goes to leave after this threatening conversation where she basically tells him to go fuck himself. And he's like, all right, I'll leave. That's fine. I, I can leave. Whatever. And he goes to leave. And she's like, his bed was made when you got here. And then he makes the fucking bed. And I'm like, what are we doing? What are you doing, show? Do you have any idea what you're doing whatsoever as far as the scenes in your show? I hear some police sirens here. They come to a... I've made fun of that actress. And she, she's called the police on me. Oh, dear God. I don't know if you can even hear that in the recording. <laughs> there's, there's some sirens going on there. Outside my, my high-tech studio, my soundproof studio, consisting of some cardboard with some uh, foam soundproofing tiles over the window, which equates to almost nothing. Just keeps the sunlight out, pretty much. Uh, woe is me. So Victor 
is looking around. He's driving up. Uh, he's driving down this road. There's a big line of people. Uh, he gets to the end of the line or the beginning of the line. I guess would be the best way to say that. Um, it is weird that the he's driving in one way, so he would get to the end of the line, but it would be the beginning of their line. Does that make sense? Because he was going through the. Never mind. And it, it makes sense. Just, just don't think about it because your head will fucking explode. So he gets to the front and he starts talking to these guys with guns and he's looking for Dante and they're like, go to the go to the back of the line. And he's like, I just want to talk to Dante. And he keeps like having this awkward conversation when they're like, he's like, I don't want any water. It's a water line. And he's like, I don't want any water. I just want to talk to Dante. And they fucking pull guns on him. He goes and they give him the car. The guy throws the keys to the car. He's like, we don't want your fucking car. Um, but it's, you know, it's on uh, AMC. So he doesn't say fucking, we don't want your damn car. And then they punch him, and then they take him, and it was very fucking weird. And then, um, yeah, so, but then Dante comes up and, and, and pulls him aside, and then they, they cut the scene. doesn't fucking matter. I'll get to it later. So Madison goes, and she asks the Sons of Anarchy guy for help. Um, Jeremiah Otto is his name. If I remember correctly, I already deleted the note. She's asking him for help about uh, Nick and uh, Troy, who's the psycho brother who wants to fucking kill him. Um... And he's like, you know, he can help himself. I can't help my son. Like he's he's gonna do what he's gonna do. And then the the, the following guy, Sam Underwood, who I now know his name, whose character's name is Jake Otto. Um, he's on he's on her side. He seems like a more reasonable person. This episode, the next couple episodes, I'm gonna say I've seen episode three hundred three, three hundred four, three hundred five, three hundred six, and three hundred seven. I have not watched the season mid season finale on purpose. Just so I don't have any spoilers, I can't reveal anything to my to this to to you guys. I guess if you're following along after you if you watch an episode, I personally just don't want to know yet. I want to see because it makes it more authentic. I have seen the next few episodes though. I'm just laying that out there. I usually tell you guys, um, but the next few episodes are very strange with Madison. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. She's constantly a fuck up. She's just like a big fuck up, and she just does whatever the hell she wants and doesn't. And then when there's repercussions, she just bails on them and leaves and ruins these fucking people's lives. Happens over and over. Literally, go back and watch the show, and you're gonna see her fucking over somebody and then walk, waltzing away. And her husband dies, and she doesn't even really seem to care. She was just like, "Oh no, Travis is dead." <clears throat> that sucks. So, um. Can I fuck you over now? Like, I, I just doesn't doesn't seem to care. Anyway, the kid the kid from the following is on her side, uh, and I was like, this show is starting to feel like Wayward Pines to me. And Wayward Pines was a show. First season was Matt Dillon and uh, who the fuck else was in that show? Uh, Carlo Giugani, Giugani, and Juliet Lewis, noted Scientologist and daughter of Jeffrey Lewis. I almost said son, who Jeffrey Lewis, who I love. Um, anyway, that, that show was season one was like that. Season two is Jason Patrick. Uh, it's, it's, it's this show that had a lot of fucking promise. It really, really did. And then it just kind of shit the bed and is kind of forgettable. And I don't know if I'm going to keep watching if they keep making them. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting really stupid. Um, this, this show is starting to feel this, this episode, I was like, oh, it's starting to remind me of that. And that's not a good feeling to have a show that I loved at first and then started to hate. Like, I don't want to feel that way toward this show. That sucks. This show, Fear the Walking Dead, didn't have quite the peaks for me that Wayward Pines did because Wayward Pines is more of a mystery that that spoiled itself too early for me. Anyway, so uh, Jake, uh, the following kid, and Troy, his psycho brother, uh, decide... Uh, they, they seem like those two characters, those two actors, will be switched in my mind because the kid from the following seems more like a, a, a psycho, like like quiet psycho. 
And then the, the Troy character seems more like a, a surfer dude who doesn't really have that many concerns and would be more laid back and willing to work with others. And they just seem... And I'm glad they're like this. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm, I'm kind of amazed they didn't switch these two actors around. It makes me think that the the following kid's gonna last longer. Just so they, that's what they had him as that role. I don't know. It just it's it just feels like it's backward a little bit, like the personality, the actors' personalities, or or how they look, I guess. And I noticed uh, if you look at the the following kid, he looks like he's doing an impression of Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing an impression of De Niro. So he's doing a double impression, which is kind of amazing. Just go ahead and make it look at the the scene where he's talking to his brother. And he's just like, you know, you need to calm the fuck down. Don't, don't fuck with these people. Don't hurt Nick. And he's like, and Troy's like, okay, I got it. I, when I hear it, I, I always mean it. I said I heard you, and I, and I won't hurt him. He's like, do you mean it? He goes, I always mean it. I'm like, you sound like a drug addict. I'm like, are you going to get clean? Uh, of course I'm going to get clean. Are you really? I, do you mean that? I always mean it. Uh, it just felt like one of those. I'm like, oh, dude's a psychopath. He's going to kill this kid. But he just... Hey, seriously, go back and watch that scene, and you'll see he, he looks like he's doing Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing an impression of De Niro. It's fucking bizarre. It's just his face is all squished up, and he's like doing the, Whoa, you looking at me? You talking to me? Like that sort of, like squished face, but he looks like Joseph, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Anyway, fucking, who cares? Um, I posted that on my Instagram. If you want to go look at my Instagram page, I, put, I posted that picture. It's, it's Instagram, P-H-X-W-S-T. Go fucking figure it out. Okay, so um, there's a weird session a smoke session, I guess is a good way to describe it. A fucking like eighth grade party with, um, what the hell's her name? Alicia in this basement with these teenagers from this commune here, this fucking blonde girl who I don't care for, but they all go in the basement and they start smoking and they start smoking. She, they go, you want some of this? And she goes, yeah, why not? And she immediately smokes him. Like, what if they, you just assume it wasn't crack? Like what if she, they just gave you like PCP or fucking angel dust. You just took whatever. It could be zombie bones. You don't know what the fuck you're smoking. Like, I don't trust anybody, especially in this world. This world is the worst. Don't trust anyone. I know you want to cut loose. I, I mean, granted, in this world, I might want to get high more than ever. I, I currently do not ever get high, so maybe I would. Maybe I would. I would just go, ah, fuck it. Who cares? Maybe it's PCP. Great. And that's how I. That's how I die. You know, raging through seven different zombies with my fists until the LAPD takes me down. Uh, that's how PCP works, right? So. Uh, Jeff, I guess <laughs> she, they're, they're there to hang out with their friend Jeff, which I guess I missed that scene. I was kind of loosely paying attention to some of this. Anytime Alicia's on screen right now, she doesn't have much to do, so I kind of just tune out. I really do. I'm just going to be honest. She just has nothing to do, nothing to fucking do in this this series so far this season. Uh, last season, she had some stuff to do at the end when they're leading and she's doing the, the fucking Pied Piper or the zombies off the pier. That was a little, at least interesting. Right now, not not a not not shit to do. Anyway, she's like, well, "Where's Jeff? You gonna bring out Jeff?" And then the the blonde girl goes over and pulls out this. There's a she takes a lid off a barrel, reaches in, pulls out like a bird cage to reveal a man's head, a zombie head. And then they set it on the table, and then they all start smoking some more and drinking and laughing at it. And they're like, oh, it's Jeff. Ha, ha, ha. And they cut to this, like, severely overweight kid. And I was like, there's no fucking way that fat kid doesn't get so stoned he eventually tries to fuck that skull. He just, there's no way. He just ends up with his dick bitten off. And, and don't even get me started. I think this is later in my notes, but I'm just going to go ahead and get there. I'm just going to delete it right now because I am fucking, I'm getting mad thinking about it. Okay, so give me one second here to find this. Okay, so Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, by the way, according to my, <laughs> my, my subtitles I downloaded, is just a head in a jar. Okay, that's it. 
nothing below the neck. It goes right to about to the chin, and it's this chin's just laying there. And you can hear him going, <laughs> and I was like, dude doesn't have a throat. There's, there's no way to keep his vocal cords. They're, he doesn't have vocal cords. They're, they're not, and if he did, if it was just cut off below that, which it wasn't, they weren't be, they wouldn't be working. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be getting wet. They wouldn't be, uh, and, and you know, there wouldn't be muscles to constrict. There wouldn't be blood flow. There wouldn't be any of this. He couldn't be making noises. He couldn't be blinking his eyes after. I get the fact that the that keeps the brain alive, but it can't make your throat work. It, no, just no, it, no. I mean, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. I get that because there's no blood flow, so therefore no zombies. But I'm just saying, eventually, you got to cut off something, and then it, nothing would work, and that would be the, this would be the line. This would be the actual line in the throat where the fucking throat won't work anymore. Okay? Don't make him... Just to have him... Don't make any noises. That's it. And they're all sitting around smoking this fucking joint, and they're, and they're looking at this fucking head in a birdcage, and I was like, this, they're doing like a piss-poor version of Stranger Things, and I'm sorry I popped that pee right there. It just felt like a really shitty version of Stranger Things. It was so bizarre. This whole scene was weird. It, just, it was like a weird teenage fucking pot party in the basement in, in the middle of our fucking zombie show. What the fuck's going on? I don't, I don't, whatever. I, I, I guess I kind of appreciate it because it was a little bit of a, a, a breakaway from Madison asking people questions for 10 minutes and Nick plotting. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So Madison... Uh, she talks to what's the fucking the psycho brother, and then no, she talks to the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt brother, and then uh, the following guy, uh, and then uh, he gives her some videotapes, and then she watches the awesome videotapes, and then what they are is they're like the video blooper reel, um, of that VHS program in the beginning that I showed that you listen to here, where he's selling his 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 VHS tapes. She's watching <laughs> a VHS tape. Of him selling VHS tapes. It's, it's, it's a little confusing if I say it, like, unless I slow down. He's also selling, like, a bucket and, and this fucking shit that's in this bucket. And he's just kind of selling, like... And the video, videos are all about, like, how to survive the apocalypse, like I said, that the Atiyotwaki. Um, but this, what she's watching is kind of like the behind-the-scene bloopers where he's fucking up and then with special guest uh, domestic violence because the kid fucks up a line or something like that and he starts going crazy on the kid. He yells at the mom. She immediately starts smoking. And then he starts fucking cursing at her, and he walks in on her. Uh, the Sons of Anarchy guy walks in on, on Madison watching the tapes, and he's, he's like, not my brightest, not my uh, shining moment or something like that, something to that effect. And he's just like, yeah, that was my second wife. Uh, you know, you learn a lot by, you know, beating the shit out of him to uh, not do that. You know, maybe by the fourth wife, I should have figured that out. No, he just, he seemed very candid. He was, you know, he was willing to admit it, and she was drinking, and he said she, she died by drinking. Um, the drink took her, something to that effect. And I was like, okay, another boring conversation with Madison. I just want to watch the Sons of Anarchy guy have conversations with people. Not so much Madison. I don't, I don't like her. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't want to blame the actress. I, I will blame the actress for the accent. I'm going to go ahead and blame her on that one. Shame on you. Learn how to do a fucking accent properly or just consistently. Or just don't do it at all and nobody would care or not notice. Okay, move on. Just drop it. I'm willing to say that. Just drop it. Don't do it again. It's not worth it. It's not. It, it doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't make it like you anymore. All it does is make it very obvious when you are doing it. Uh, so go ahead and drop it. But I like I like the actress. I, I, I guess fine. I guess I, I don't really know. It's just more of the piss poor writing for her. I, I think her character is really shitty. I think she's very selfish, but she 
pretends it's for her family when it's never for her family, it appears. It's always about whatever the fuck she wants to do in that moment. Like, remember when she's at the hotel and she turned on the light to, to get Travis home? That put her family in great, great jeopardy. You goddamn bitch. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, so Victor's... Like, if you cut back to Victor. He's talking to Dante, and then... Uh, Dante is this older guy. Not he's probably in his you know late fifties, early sixties. Um, he, he looks like a mafia guy, like a Mexican mafia dude, uh, whatever the hell you call them. I'm just gonna call him Mexican mafia. Fuck yourself. He and he looks like the Mexican version of the eye makeup guy from Dark Knight, the one who plays. I believe he was the mayor in the Dark Knight, the one that gets uh, blown up at the in the beginning of Dark Knight Rises in the football stadium. Um, he looks just like him. They're talking, and then Dante has guys lined up on a railing, and then he he shoves him off. And there's a, <laughs> it's it's this is a great scene because what he's doing is he's up in this like it basically looks like a big dam. He's throwing by people off it that he that he didn't he wants to kill, and he's throwing them into a pile of other people he's thrown off the railing, which is awesome. So when they die, when they fall, they're all tied up so they can't move. So they're just zombies tied up on the bottom in this big pile, and then you throw a body in there, and they hit it hard, but they don't die, and then they just get eaten by zombies who can barely move. So it's fucking brutal. That's got to be the slowest way to die. Um, fascinating, really. Um, watching him land was kind of brutal. Um, so Victor gets held, and then he's like going to throw him off, and he's threatening to throw him off. And then... Um, I was laughing because Victor's action face when he's like, no, no, ah, come on. He, he turns into Tyrese. It's not because he's black. Don't go there. He turns into Tyrese. He looks just like the actor that plays Tyrese in, in the original Walking Dead, also from The Wire. He, he turns into him. It's very bizarre. And uh, apparently, I'm sorry, I keep popping my, popping my piece. I'll move the mic off to the side here. Apparently, he, Victor stole money from Thomas, like his, his, uh, his boyfriend that died on, on season one, I believe. Um, apparently he's been stealing from him and he's like, I, do you really tell you loved him? He's like, I did love him. He goes, you're, you're a good liar or something like that. And then, uh, they pull Tom or they pull Victor down and he's like, you're going to work off my debt. Whatever debt he owes him. I don't know why. I guess he stole from him. Who fucking knows? Um, so Victor's going to work off some sort of debt for Dante. I get it. Okay. Moving on. So we cut back to Nick and he's watching this couple dance. He's just like out in the yard looking on this porch of these older people dancing. And I was, I was looking at him and he's just like smiling at him. And he's like, oh, it's, you know, they're trying to find some peace in this world. Just dancing, slow dancing on the porch. It's adorable. And I was like, even though this scene, nothing's happening, I still wish this were just like Nick versus The Walking Dead because I would totally fucking watch that show. I don't need the rest of these, these shitty characters. Like I miss some of our older characters like Daniel and shit, but I, and, and Travis and... Chris, if they would have kept him as a villain. I hated him as a regular guy, but what they're doing with the villain stuff was fun, but they had to go and fucking step on their own dicks there. Uh, they had to, to pull the plug too short. So, um, is that a phrase, step on your own dick? It, it doesn't seem like... It seems like a problem to your, to your amazing problem. You know what I mean? Like, your dick is so long, then that's great, but you're also stepping on it, so that kind of sucks. You kind of guess... But you're, like, the, you're really... You know, you're you're, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine. Like, like you'll find someone to, to suck away those hurts. Anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? That's a long-ass dick. Anyway, so um, Troy pulls up in a pickup truck, um, and he offers to take Nick hunting. And he's like, hands him a gun. He's like, all right, let's go. So they, so they leave. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Are they really already getting into this? 
So, um, Sons of Anarchy guy and Madison are like hanging out and they're talking and it's all weird at night. And I'm like, are they gonna fuck? Are they gonna fuck? Oh man, he's gonna, he's just gonna Tio Twaki all over her. He's just gonna just ruin her. Is she gonna be wife number eight that he can beat and abuse? Oh man, this weird. This, I'm like, this is gonna be weird if this does go down. I really hope not because she's like, Three, as far as I know, three days out from her husband being dead. Who fucking knows what's going on here? So we see this hunt. We see this hunting session, and it's a bunch of guys like in a row with dogs, and they're all hunting. I don't know what the fuck they're hunting. Zombies, I guess. And I was like, Why the fuck would you hunt in pitch black? Like at th- two in the morning, they're like, Let's go hunting, guys. That seems like a really safe way for all of us to survive this hunting trip. Let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's let's uh let's let's hunt at, at when it's pitch fucking black when nobody can see anything. If we get separated, we're fucked, and it just makes it way more dangerous. So let's go ahead and do that. Is it for fun? I don't I don't understand it. It just it just seems like a bad idea. Um, Nick tackles Troy out of nowhere. Um, I wrote a note here. I don't quite know what it means. Uh, I believe I I really I wrote this because Troy reminded me of uh, the rapper Astronautilus, who I put in the opening of the last episode, I believe. I put a bit of his song before it. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't, he just reminded me of him, I guess. I, don't, I, I watched these episodes like five days ago, so who fucking knows? Who knows why I write the things I write? And uh, Nick and Troy's just like, yeah, shoot me. Come on, do it, man. Fucking do it. Like, and Make sure you time it. Write it down. And, and tr- uh, Nick grabs his book, his little book that he wrote all the, sci- all the science in that he was stabbing people and you know, timing how long it took him to go and turn the zombies. He shoots the dirt next to Troy's head. And he tears up his journal, and then Troy tackles him, and then they're all, like, Nick starts laughing, like the fucking Joker, like, <laughs> like fucking bizarre laughing. And then Troy's like, "I think we can be friends now." And I'm like, "Oh, that was really sweet, guys. That was like a fucking Saved by the Bell episode, like with the bullies. Like, you know what? We're more similar than I thought we were, <laughs> pals, pals. I'll never be in another episode again now, <laughs> pals." That sort of shit. Like, what the fuck was happening? So, the, so they're buddies now. One, the one, one of these guys is a fucking psychopath, like holding women and children down and, and stabbing them in the fucking guts to see how long it took for them to turn. What the fuck? <sighs> so, um, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's some sort of rescue mission, I guess, at the end of this episode. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. They're going to rescue somebody. I wasn't paying attention. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna flat out be honest. Didn't give a shit about medicine scenes anymore. I started to tune out, and Madison's like, yeah, I'll volunteer to go out there with him. And he's like, all right, so that's fine. And then then they go. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're rescuing. Uh, and I was like, I should rewind. And you know what? No. It's the end of the episode. They'll get into it, and then beginning of the next episode, I'll be fine. So, and they did. I'm just not going to reveal it now, because I don't give a shit, and this episode's going too long. Uh, last scene, though, we cut to Victor. He's in prison. He's in this prison cell. And he, he gets he gets handed some food through the bars, and he's like, "Oh," and he, or some water, excuse me. And he drowns the water, and, and you hear a voice be like, "I knew you drink it all." And he looks over, and he sees Daniel, and Daniel's like, "I told you I'd be your guardian angel. And I'd watch over you." And I was like, "Motherfucker, seeing shit. Motherfucker, seeing shit. That's weird." And I was like, "Oh my god," because. If you go back and listen to the episode of this show in which Daniel dies in the fire, I was like, I didn't see him die, so I was so confused. 
I was like, he, he throws the thing down and he starts seeing shit and they're like, come toward us or whatever the hell it was. Like, come play with us forever and ever. Like, that sort of shit. And then he, they don't show him die. So I'm like, all right, he's probably alive. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. But I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was so excited at the end of this episode. And I was like, oh, come on. Don't, don't do this to me, show. Like, if you're going to have him, have him. Because I love that actor and I love that character. He's so much fun. And they started to make him a little too weird there at the end of the last season. Or, yeah, when when he died, where he was seeing shit and, like, yelling at people and having, like, night terrors and shit. And uh, a little too much. And then, but I love that character and I love that actor. And I'm excited um, if he comes back or not. I'm not going to reveal it. Um, this show's such a big letdown sometimes, so I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up. So, guys, I'm going to head out. Um, go check out LIW Studios. Go to YouTube.com slash Loitering Wonderland. That's where all the shows are. They're free. Go check them out. Rate and review. Share with your friends. Please, please, please share with your friends. Get them to subscribe to the YouTube page. I need more subscribers so we can do live videos. That doesn't take many subscribers. People just do not want to subscribe on YouTube. I get lots of views. People just do not want to subscribe, and that's what I need. Please, if you listen to the show, tell your friends. Tell homeless people to go to the library um, and give them give them a, a dollar or whatever the fuck it costs. I don't. Does it cost money to go to the internet? To tell them to like don't do the porn first. Go to YouTube.com/slash loitering in Wonderland. Subscribe, then do your filthy homeless guy things, and then wash your balls in the sink. Go do that. Those are those. That's the order. That's your that's your packing orders. Fucking, you know, make sure you make it very clear what you want them to do. They they you know, write it down for them. I don't know if they can read. Make sure you know ask beforehand. I guess. Anyway, guys, uh, homeless men, uh, thank you for your for your your service. What what are we doing? All right, uh, all right guys, I'm gonna head out. Um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. <laughs>